Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. friend and welcome to this workshop which is titled how to change the way that you think about your kids. So for those who haven't met me before, my name is Frances Vitakovic and I'm a certified life coach, the host of the Dream Big My Friend podcast, also a course creator and the CEO of two award-winning websites. It's my parenting website which is inspiringmumlife.com and my home for all things to do with personal development, dreambigmyfriend.com. So in this workshop today, I am so excited to present to you. My goal is to do what some of you may think is impossible, which is to change the way that you think about your kids. And there may also be a few of you who are thinking, well, that's just absolutely the most craziest, ambitious acclaim I've ever heard. There's no way that I can change the thoughts that I have about my kids because all my thoughts are based on the truth. So-and-so is really annoying or my other child is really frustrating. And if you could just meet them in person, if you could just see like firsthand the eye rolling or their disobedient behavior in action, then you would agree with me. You'd think exactly the same thing as what I'm thinking right now. Or maybe you believe that the only way that you could possibly think something different about your kids is if they were to change, if they were to change the way they behave or change the way they speak or change their attitude or change all of the parts of their personality that you don't particularly like and just keep the ones that you do like. I mean, if they just did exactly what I wanted them to do 100% of the time, and if they just listened to everything that I said that they should do, and if they didn't have any personal agency, and that if I could just control their thoughts and their feelings, I wouldn't have a problem. Okay, that's my solution. Just get them to change. Now, listen to me, my friend, because I know that your time is precious. And my goal is to create here in this workshop, maximum impact in the simplest way possible. That's my goal. Now, some of what you might hear might not be sprinkled with sugar and spice. Some of it might be considered to be tough love. But because I genuinely want you to have healthy and happy relationships with your kids, whether you have one or more, I'm going to be sharing with you such powerful information that has the potential to change not only the way that you think about your kids, but the way that you think about yourself and your partner and your friends and everyone around you, everything in this world forevermore. My one goal is for you to walk away with a simple yet effective proper strategy for success when it comes to learning to look at people in a different light and in a more positive light. So let's just dive on in. So here's where I want to start. I want to start by asking you an important question. What do you currently think about your kids? Pretty simple, right? Now, I want you to be honest. This is a judgment-free zone and no one else ever has to know what your answer is. So be willing to dig in deep and share the answer with yourself, the honest answer. Now, I should definitely give a disclaimer and note that I'm actually assuming that we all love our kids deeply. I mean, you wouldn't be here in a workshop looking for ways to improve your mindset around your kids if you didn't genuinely love them and want to enhance your relationship, the one that you have with them. So let's just assume that you do love them already and that whatever you think of them doesn't mean that you love them any less because you can love a person and also think that they're sometimes annoying or lazy or immature or rude or whatever other thoughts pop into your head about them on a regular basis, but you can still love them. So do your best to name 10 adjectives that describe your child 
as they currently are and don't worry about whether the qualities are positive or negative. Like what are the ones that just pop up for you when I ask you this question? And so this is where I actually want to step in and give you a really quick Psych 101 lesson. Did you know that the adjectives that you're listing down when I ask you this question, they're just your thoughts and they're just a story that you've decided is true about your child. Now, the interesting thing is that someone else could see your same child and list completely different adjectives to describe them. Like if I were to come up with 10 new ones, it might be completely different from what you've written down, even though we could be speaking about the same child. So your partner might have a different list. Your teachers and friends might list something completely different and it would all still feel really true to the person writing the list because those are just their thoughts and perceptions that they're having about that human being in front of them. Now, you might insist that your list is the right one, that they are in fact lazy or rude or inconsiderate or whatever it is that you've written down. And you might feel like you've got all the evidence that you've gathered to support this claim or this story that you're having. But once again, I'm here to remind you that it's just a thought that you are choosing to hold on to. And when you believe something to be true, your brain is wired to offer you all sorts of evidence to back up your claims. But it's time to question those beliefs that you are holding on to. Someone else in this world would consider what you think is laziness to be a fantastic quality of being laid back. Someone else could consider what you think is rude to be blunt honesty. And they might just say, oh, I love that they're so blunt. I love that they say what they think and so on and so on and so on. Because your thoughts are just that. They're just a thought. And here is where it gets even more interesting. If every circumstance and situation or person in this world is in fact neutral, then the thoughts that we have about that circumstance or situational person will in turn impact the feelings that you have about it. And even more powerful than that is that our feelings are ultimately going to impact our actions towards that person, which is going to influence our results. Now, we may think that the results in our life just happen, but they only happen because of the actions that you took that were fueled by particular emotions that were kick-started by the thoughts that you had to begin with. I cannot tell you how important this is. So I really want you to take a moment to let this sink in. Now, this might actually all be fine and dandy if you have positive thoughts and they're creating positive results in your life. But what if the alternative is actually true? What if you've created negative results in your life? I want us now to take a look and see what happens when our thoughts veer towards the negative or unhelpful side. So I'm going to give an example here. Let's just say that you have a child, young child who refuses to get dressed in the morning and they literally say the words to you, I don't want to get dressed. It's just a sentence. Just a sentence. You get to decide what that means. And there are lots of different thoughts that we can think about this situation and this child. Like you might be choosing to think, oh gosh, okay, that child has been so disobedient. It's a thought you're having. And if that's the case, let's just say you're choosing to hold on to that particular thought. What are the feelings that come as a result of that thought? You might feel really angry. And how do you act when you're angry? You might lash out at your child. You might yell at them, which in turn creates a result where the child maybe runs underneath the bed to hide, starts tantruming, and is ultimately disobedient. So can you see how this result created, the one that was created, is directly related to the thought that you had about that situation in the beginning and how the result simply confirms your thought to be true? Now, you're only feeling this way and acting that way and getting the results that you're getting because of a thought that triggered that domino effect. Now consider an alternative thought that you could think about the exact same situation. So your child is there saying the exact same words, I don't want to get dressed. And you could instead think, but they need my help. Like They need my help 
you do it in a compassionate way. So it leads to this feeling of compassion. And what happens when you're feeling compassionate? When you feel compassion, you might go to your child's wardrobe and offer them two different outfits to consider. You might give them an additional five minutes to just have some space to breathe and get ready. You might speak to them with more kindness and ask, you know, can I help you in any way? You might actually say those words, how can I help you right now? And as a result of these actions, which are fueled by your feelings of compassion, which stem from the thought, remember, they need my help. You felt compelled to offer help to your child and the whole vibe around this event is just so much more calm, relaxed and kind. So I've got to point this out to you. Same child, same situation, but two very different thoughts would result in two very different outcomes. Now let's consider example involving a teenager because some parents think teenagers are so much harder than little kids. Now I have two teens myself, so this is a perfect example for me to give. And the situation might be that you tell your teenager they can't go to a party and your teen might scream at you, I hate you. That's their response. So take a moment to think about how you would respond to this same situation. Your Tina said the words, I hate you. Now, if you have a thought like, well, they don't respect me, you might feel the emotion of feeling like you reject them, like really rejecting. It might come up in you, which leads to actions like ignoring your teen, throwing them death stares, maybe not calling them to the dinner table when dinner's ready, which basically results in you rejecting your own teen and behaving in what could be considered to be a selfish manner. But let's just say that you had a completely different thought when that same situation transpired. So there you go, okay? Imagine your teen is standing there in front of you and they say the words, I hate you. Maybe they even add, I really, 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 really hate you. Now, what if you were to think when this happens, must be hard being a teenager. How would that thought make you feel? So for me, that thought might arise a feeling of understanding, like if I sort of like go back and remember what it was like to be a teenager and how there were so many emotions running through your body and it was sort of like a really tough time in your life. So when you are feeling understanding, but they still continue to slam the doors, they stomp around the house, rather than reacting, like being really reactive, you might say the words instead, I know you're angry and it's okay for you to feel that way. Because remember, because you're feeling understanding, or maybe you would offer to cook them a special dinner or choose a favorite movie to watch in the evening, which they may or may not choose to eat or join you in with watching, but that's not the point. It would all be okay because you would be understanding and you wouldn't like spend any additional time involved in all this mind drama or second guessing your decision because guess what? It's okay if they're angry. You've already decided that it's okay if your team feels grumpy. It's okay if they can't go to the party. You might be kinder in your approach when you're more understanding. You might be less combative. So once again, even though it was the same situation and those two different thoughts are options that you have at your disposal, those two different thoughts would lead to two very different results in your life. So this is where I offer to you an idea, okay, that what you currently think about your kids is just an idea that you made up in your own head. It's just an idea that you perhaps never questioned and you could assume that the opposite might also be true. You can actually choose to think thoughts instead like, my child is simply doing the best they can with the tools and resources that they have at their disposal. Or you could think a thought like, my child isn't doing anything wrong. Like they're not doing it wrong. This is exactly how they're supposed to be behaving right now because this is how they are behaving. Or you might choose to think, I'm going to view them with more love and compassion. This is their own personal experience of life right now. And it's okay. It's okay if I don't like it. It's okay if I don't agree with it it's okay. You can also choose to think, 
Well, I'm going to see myself as their guide in life and set an example of what it's like to be kind rather than always reacting negatively to the circumstances that pop up in my life. And you also get to decide exactly how you want to show up as a parent, no matter how they are behaving. So here's the thing, like you can be loving even when your kids are being rude, knowing that being rude is obviously just a thought that you made up in your own head. Because if someone else could look at the same situation and think something different, that's that's when you know that it's just a story that you're telling yourself. It can't be proven in the court of law. If it's up for debate, it means that it's just a thought. It's just a thought that you're having. But what we do know to be true when it comes to talking about circumstances or events in your life is just the pure facts. Maybe a child did this thing, okay? But take out all the adjectives. Maybe they said these words. That in itself is neutral and it only has meaning when you give it meaning with your thoughts, okay? So I just wanted to remind you there before I continue. Every circumstance, event, and so forth in this world is neutral until you give it meaning with your own thoughts. And here's the thing, like when it comes to your kids, you can be loving even when they aren't listening. And even that there, like those words, not listening, that's a thought that can be challenged. Maybe they were listening and they chose just to purposely to ignore you. But whatever the case, if you ever have a situation where the kids don't follow your rules, you consider that they're not following your rules, you have the option of maybe even looking at your kid. Like someone in this world might be looking at their child and saying, I'm so lucky that I have a kid who wants to stand up on their own two feet. I'm so lucky that they feel comfortable to do that with me. I'm so lucky that they're not just little puppets, but instead they're learning to question things and decide what's best for them. Even if I don't agree with the choices that they're making, even if I'm feeling challenged, I can be loving even when my kids challenge me. I can be loving even when they're not happy. I can be loving even if they use those specific words. I don't like you at the moment and that's okay. It all comes down to how you want to show up in these circumstances, especially when we acknowledge that life is just 50-50 and it's not always going to be rainbows and daisies when we're parenting. What if we accepted that life is just going to be full of challenges and obstacles and it's okay, that nothing has gone wrong when these obstacles and challenges pop up. Instead, they are an opportunity for us to show up as the best version of ourselves, just do our best. Even if we have to take lots of deep breaths, even if we have to sometimes bite our tongue, even if we have to sometimes walk away, we can choose to be happy rather than right. We can choose to agree to disagree as opposed to thinking that it has to always go our own way. These are options that we have at our disposal. And sometimes we forget that our kids just aren't these little projects that need to be managed and constantly punished for doing the wrong thing. What if we chose to instead see our kids as mini adults that we're raising to go off into the world? What if we were to give them the benefit of the doubt? What if we just assume deep down that they wanted to do the right thing? They might just not know what that is right now and they might have to make a few more mistakes along the way. And what if we listened more to what they had to say? What if we just didn't assume that we knew exactly what they were thinking and that we're assuming that they're going to do the wrong thing? And we asked more questions like, what's going on? How are you? Now, I want to share with you some words that I've written in the past, but it fits really well into this workshop about changing the way that we think about our kids. And it goes like this. Some may consider life to be hard, but that doesn't mean that you need to make it any harder for your kids. Now, I've always had an issue with the phrase, you have to be cruel to be kind. Really? 
cruel. Just think about the definition of the word cruel, to willfully cause pain or suffering to others without feeling any concern about it. Now, as a community, we're enraged when harm is intentionally inflicted upon animals, yet for some reason, some of us turn a blind eye when random fellow human beings, even kids, are left hurt without a visible external scar. We might think that that person deserved it, perhaps it wasn't so bad, maybe they're just too sensitive, they don't have a sense of humor, they just need thicker skin, like we've all got all these excuses. But whatever the case, here are a few facts. Your child will definitely face many challenges in his or her life. Totally normal. He or she is going to make countless mistakes and fall plenty of times. Once again, totally normal. They may get bullied by a friend or stranger. It does happen. They may get teased or ostracized for being different. That also happens. They might get called stupid, fat, or ugly by people who just don't care whether their feelings are hurt. And one day they may get their heart broken. They might get fired, dumped, rejected, betrayed, cheated on, abused, humiliated, hurt, or feel totally defeated. Okay, they're things that humans experience in this world. And we don't know what life is going to throw in the way of our kids. We honestly just don't know. Now, even though it's just a thought that life is hard, I want us to recognize that we don't have to make our children's life even harder if we don't need to. Now, this doesn't mean that you should become a permissive parent who cushions their children from reality. It doesn't mean that you need to spoil your kids with so many material gifts that they begin to feel entitled or greedy. I'm not suggesting that rules and disciplines should be avoided because I definitely firmly believe that rules need to be set and appropriate discipline should always be carried out when necessary. But I want you to start to think about how important your role is as a parent. Now, I like to think that we're our children's safe space, their safe place, their guide, their protector, their provider, their leader, and a major source of inspiration and motivation. I mean, just a thought that I've chosen to embrace, but they're things that make me feel really good about being a parent. Now, your children are going to look to you for example and advice. So when you're dismissive of their feelings, dismissive of their desires, dismissive of their thoughts and beliefs, it hurts them. And that's because every human in this world just wants to be loved, accepted, and appreciated. Whether they're a young child or a teenager or an adult or an elderly person, it's true for every single human in this world. They just want to be loved. They just want to be accepted. They just want to be appreciated. And probably understood as well. If I had to throw in an extra one that people desire, it's just to feel like you're being understood or being listened to. So when you don't listen to what they have to say, they might grow up to think that their opinions don't count. And when you act like your phone is more important than spending time with them, they begin to think that electronics might be considered to be more important than people. And they don't need you to roll your eyes at them when they say something silly. They need your understanding. And they don't need you to get angry when they're running late. They might need your patience instead. And they might not need you to lose your temper when they break something. What they might need instead is forgiveness. Life can be hard. It doesn't mean that we need to make it harder for the people that we love. If your child's having a terrible time in the outside world, the last thing he or she needs is to come home and feel like they don't belong there either. And if your child can't feel safe and secure with you, the person who's supposed to take care of them, where else will they go to find that safe haven? So instead of drilling our kids with unrealistic demands and harsh consequences, why don't we try to like kill them with kindness instead? If you want them to grow up to be caring, show them like act with care, show them what that looks like. And if you want your kids to feel loved, love them. If you want them to be compassionate, show them compassion. And that's not necessarily to say that they're going to necessarily mimic everything that you do, but they get to learn through your example. 
and watch your words because the way that you speak to your kids will impact their inner voice. And most of the time, they believe everything you say to them because they think you're the wise one. You're the adult. You're the one who knows them the best. So if you tell them that it's stupid, they might believe it. If you insist that they're lazy, they might grow up to live to your expectations. So just be cautious and think about the words that you are sharing with your kids. And I hate to say the word inflicting on your kids, but is it that way? Like, are you sharing words that are lifting them or sharing words that are dragging them down? So once again, if we all know that obstacles and challenges are normal in life, we don't want to give our kids extra baggage to carry them for the rest of their life. It's like a heavy backpack. It's going to drag them down. And have you ever wondered how heavy those bags are that they're carrying? If it's been filled with disapproval and negativity and stress and just like criticism, got to carry that bag with them for the rest of their life. And if you already know from experience that the world can be sometimes unforgiving, why don't we try to make the time that we have with our kids more special? Why don't we choose to shower them with unconditional love and create for them an environment that is filled with acceptance, understanding, and peace? Because if we, as the parent, as the parent that's supposed to love our child the most in this world, if we're not willing to give them the support that they need and try to make their life a little bit smoother, just like provide that buffer, that support for them to land, who will give it to them? I love that question. I sincerely would love to know if you won't give it to them, who will? So that being said, and whenever I share these words, I feel like it always gives me goosebumps whenever I hear those words, because I want to challenge you to change the way that you look at your kids from here on. I want you to question all your shoulds. Now, example of some shoulds in life include, well, my kids should do this. They shouldn't do that. They should listen to me. They should do exactly what I tell them to do. They should never be in a bad mood. They should always be kind to their siblings. They should do well at school. They shouldn't not want to do their homework and they should want to attend every function that I suggest to them and they shouldn't be addicted to their devices and they should want to do better. They should want to get straight A's and they should never make a mistake. Now, this list of shoulds could go on and on and on forever and I think it's time to stop shoulding all over our family. I mean, what if none of these shoulds were actually true? What if they just weren't true? You just made them up. What if our kids are supposed to be in a bad mood? Just like you're sometimes in a bad mood. And what if they're supposed to get pissed off, really pissed off, if a sibling has taken their toy and it's broken now? What if it's fine if they don't want to do their homework? What if nothing's gone wrong if they love their devices at this point in time more than they do books? Who says that all of the shoulds that you've created in your own head are true? Now, we need to remember that our kids are just human beings, just like you. They've got their own thoughts. They've got their own feelings, likes and dislikes, desires and fears, just like you have in this world. And what if nothing has gone wrong and they are right now in this moment in time, exactly who they are meant to be, perfectly imperfect and just in the process of learning and growing. And imagine how you would show up differently today if you thought that this was true. Just a thought, remember, once again, here's something I want to offer you in life. You can choose to think whatever you want to think about your kids, but why would you consciously choose to hold on to a thought or many thoughts that make you feel like crap and make you look at your child in a negative light? How does that serve you? I'm guessing it doesn't. The way that I determine whether a thought is useful to me or not is how it makes me feel. And if it's making me feel like total crap, what is the point of me holding tight onto it and refusing to let it go? What would be the purpose of that? There's no purpose to it. It's like if I'm holding onto a thought that's making me feel crap, I can't be surprised if I feel totally crap. Especially now that we all know, and you know, that negative thoughts lead to negative feelings, negative actions and negative results. It all starts with the thoughts that we are choosing to think, my friend. 
Now, we have to remember that we have the option to choose alternative positive thoughts. Now, it doesn't have to be anything too far-fetched or something that doesn't feel believable to you right now. Okay, we're going to take it one step at a time because our brains will resist those, you know, super ambitious positive thoughts. Instead, I want you to look for a thought that does feel true to you and that makes you show up in a way with your kids that you feel proud of. So some examples here might include, well, it's possible that my kids are doing the best that they can right now. Because it is possible, right? It's just possible. Can we like agree that that could be true, that it could be possible? Or it's possible that my kids would benefit from me showing up with more compassion and understanding. Once again, it's just a really simple, neutral thought. It could be true. It's possible that they could benefit from having you show up with more compassion and understanding. And it's also possible that they don't know better yet. And that when they do know better, they will do better. So what does that really mean? Like do better for them or do better for you? Something for us to think about. And here are some more possibilities. It's possible that your kids will face challenges and struggles in life and with you, and yet those struggles will give them strength. It's possible that some of these or all of these challenges might be unavoidable, but we need to allow our kids this experience for them to grow and learn. It's possible that our kids will need to make their own mistakes over and over and over and over again so they can discover their own skills of negotiation and resilience and compassion and fortitude. Instead of just hearing how great your suggestions are, they might need to learn it on their own. It's possible. And it's possible that they need to feel the full weight of negative emotions in life in order to learn to appreciate the more positive ones. Now, I want us to understand that, of course, like we all want our kids' lives to be as happy and pleasant and pain-free as possible because who would ever want to turn down a blissfully perfect life? I know that I wouldn't, but it's a little bit of an unrealistic expectation because think about the life you've lived. Have you experienced challenges? Have you experienced pain? Have you experienced obstacle? That is part of the human experience. And whether we like it or not, life will present every single child in this world with challenges, every teen, every human. But it's possible that you can have these challenges, that our kids can have these challenges and everything will still work out to be okay in the end. It's possible that experiencing these struggles, both inside and outside of the home, will give your kids the opportunity to discover their own gifts, their own strengths, their own talents, whatever it is that they have lying trapped and buried deep inside. They need to dig in deep and discover that on their own. And it's possible to have faith as a parent that all will be well in the end. Now, remember in the end that you get to decide what you want to think about your kids. I know that we're having this workshop. I'm presenting it to you about changing the way that you think about your kids. And you always have the option of choosing thoughts that think the best of them, assume the best of them rather than the worst. Because in order to change the way that you think about your kids, you quite simply need to change your thoughts. Of course, simple does not mean easy. Even for me, this is a consistent daily practice where I sometimes get it right and I sometimes don't. I simply aim to do the best, which does not mean that I'm doing it always perfectly because there's no such thing as perfection. We're humans with a human brain after all. We're perfectly imperfect. And no matter how old you are right now, you're never going to stop learning and growing in life. And the same is true for our kids. And just like you aren't the same person as you were when you were 5 or 15 or 25, your kids are going to grow and evolve and change in the same way. And I think it's fair to guess that when you do that growing and evolving and changing with a kind and understanding parent by your side, life's inevitable challenges, because they're going to pop up, they feel a little bit easier. Life generally is a little lighter when you have that unconditional love and support coming from your parents. 
And when you as a parent behave as if you're on the same side as your child or your kids, rather than acting as if they're on the opposing side of a war that you need to win. And use alert, my friend, you're on the same side as your kids your family, you're their parent, you will always be their parent for life. And as a parent, you always have this option to simply just do your best. Even if you're sometimes going to make mistakes, actually, we're going to make mistakes all the time. Even if we sometimes get it wrong, even if we sometimes lose our cool, the only way that we get to do better or be better at anything, including mindset work, is through time and consistent practice, day after day, picking yourself back up every time you fall and finding the strength to move on without layering all your efforts with unnecessary guilt. Now, I could go on and on about feeling mum guilt, But put simply, what I want to say about it here is it doesn't serve you in any way to beat yourself up about your past or future mistakes. Whatever happened in the past has happened. Just decide that you were doing the best that you could with your human brain and moving forward, you'll continue to do your best. Even if your best sometimes falls short of other people's expectations, even maybe your own expectations, but that's okay. This is part of our journey in life, our journey as a parent, and there's going to be good days and bad days, but we always get to decide how we want to show up. Now, I know that this might be a lot for some of you to take in today. I've thrown a lot your way, but let's also grant you some grace as a parent too, because even though this workshop is about changing the way that you think about your kids to obviously be a more positive experience, I want to also challenge you to change the way that you think about yourself, because all of the advice that I've offered to you here about how to show up to be a better parent for your kids you to do that for yourself too. I want you to forgive yourself for your mistakes and be kind to yourself and love yourself unconditionally and know that you too, no matter how old you are, you're still learning and growing. I want you to trust in your ability. I want you to believe that you're worthy and give yourself the benefit of a doubt when it comes to every single thing that you do in life. And as a parent, no judgment, no beating yourself up, no wishing that you could go back and change your past when it's done. You need to know that judging your parenting in a negative way doesn't inspire you to do better. It just leads to shame and you can't hate yourself into becoming a better parent, a parent that you're proud to be, a parent that you want to be. You need to love yourself and be kind, like you love yourself into that space. And the way that I've encouraged you to question your thoughts about your kids and embrace more positive ones, I want you to do the same for yourself today. What if we just assumed that you are the perfect parent for your kids, flaws and all? What if we just assume that you are doing a great job, fantastic job, even if you only get it right 50% of the time. So me personally, whenever anything happens that could be considered to be a terrible event, I remember that I have the option of asking myself, what if this is a gift? Okay, what if there's a reason this is happening right now? What have I got to learn? What if it's an opportunity here right now for me to practice something new or learn something new? What can I gain from this experience? For me, when I ask myself these questions, like my mind just opens up to so many fantastic answers. And I learned to look at the whole experience in a different line. So just to quickly sum up my whole formula when it comes to mindset work, especially as a parent, here's what I think about thoughts. If a thought makes you feel crappy, I want you to ditch it, just ditch it. And if it makes you feel great, hold on to it. It's pretty simple, but remember positive thoughts will always lead to positive feelings and positive actions and results. Whereas negative thoughts are going to lead to negative feelings, actions, and results. It's a domino effect. It's always true. So if your results right now in life, when it comes to your kids or when it comes to any area of your life, if they're negative, I want you to go back and retrace your steps to find the thoughts that kickstarted that domino effect. Put on your detective hat, pull out your journal. I journal every single day. 
and do some investigating. And I want you to know that you're always in the driver's seat in life, always, 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 which means that you get to decide exactly what thoughts you want to think. I love this analogy of knowing that you are in a boat. Imagine that you're in a boat. Now we think 60,000 thoughts on average every single day. All the thoughts are going to float around you, but you get to decide the ones that you want to pick up and put in the boat with you. You want to choose the ones that serve you, not the ones that are going to weigh you down and sink that ship. You want to stay afloat in life. You want to like sail off into the sunset and towards a beautiful destination. And you can't do that if you're weighed down with negative thoughts. You really, really can't. The power is in your hands. You get to decide exactly what thoughts you want to think. So let's look forward and know that your future results will be created from the thoughts that you choose to think about your day and the results that you have with your kids, the relationship that you are creating every single day comes from the thoughts that you were choosing to think about them. And no matter what you've thought about them in the past, you can let that go. We're going to start again today, moving forward, choose to embrace positive thoughts. Think about the results that you want to have. Actually, I like this analogy where you actually think about the results that you want to have. Think about the actions that you would need to take to get that result. How would you need to be feeling? And then pinpoint those thoughts, pinpoint the thought that will kickstart that domino effect and you hold onto them tight. And that really is the secret of having a really close and healthy relationship with your kids is by feeling connected to them with your thoughts, thinking healthy thoughts about them, because that result, like I said, always goes back to that original thought. So before we end this workshop, I would love the opportunity to share with you how I can help you moving forward. If you feel like you need a helping hand when it comes to working on your mindset Or if you can see that your mindset is preventing you from achieving the goals in life that you want or negatively impacting the relationships around you, the good news is I can help you. Now, I know that some of you will listen to this workshop and take off so quickly towards your goal. Maybe you've had like a hundred light bulb moments happen inside your head. And if that's you, if your brain has experienced a mini transformation where you feel like you've untangled this knot in your thinking that was previously keeping you stuck, I am so over the moon for you because that was my goal today to offer you an alternative way of thinking about your kids and yourself and the world around you. Because remember, your thoughts impact your feelings, which impact your actions and ultimately your results in life. But some of you guys will be like, hang on, don't leave me just yet. I need to work with you a little bit deeper on this. I want to know more. Well, if this is the case for you, I've got two ways that I can help you moving forward. The first is via my Managing Your Mind Master Course, which will help you retrain your thoughts so you can live your life well and actually achieve the results that you want in life. Because if you're a human with a human brain and sometimes you feel overwhelmed, distressed or confused, especially as a parent, you're exactly in the right place. Because I have a one-of-a-kind course that was designed specifically to help you strategically and effectively help you manage what goes on inside your brain every single day. Now, it's not about criticizing the results in your life so far, though your future results will inevitably change when you better manage your mind. Instead, the goal of the Managing Your Mind Master Course is to help you understand why you feel the way you feel, why you act the way you act, why you get the results that you get in your life. And we do this by understanding how thoughts work and their power. And once you have this knowledge, you can begin to retrain your thoughts in a way that will ultimately change your life forever. That is what I want for you. If you are tired of having crappy thoughts swirling around in your head, I want you to know that there's a better way. And three cheers for T. Harv Eker, who said, training and managing your own mind is the most important skill that you could ever own in terms of both your happiness and success. Because here's the thing, when you change your thoughts, you literally will change your life. And you can use the knowledge and the information that you find inside this course to help steer you in the direction that you want to go moving forward. 
is just like for me the most amazing news and and that is what I want to help you achieve. If you have a lot of negative brain chatter going on or you feel stressed and overwhelmed all the time, well, you tend to blame other people for your problems or think thoughts like, well, if only they would change or just act differently. If your thoughts aren't in alignment with the amazing self that you know that you have the potential to be and if your thoughts aren't in alignment, then either are your feelings, actions and results and that's why we need to work on improving your thoughts and that's what the Managing Your Mind Master Course will help you do. It's going to help you feel more in control of your thoughts, show you how to choose thoughts that serve you and teach you the simplest way to get the results that you want in life because when you start to see things differently and you see more positive ways of thinking about any situation in your life, you will change the results that you have and the only thing that you have true power over is your thoughts and your actions. Seriously, nothing else. You can't control outside events or your family or your friends or the weather or other people's opinions. Nothing other than the thoughts and the actions that you take. Okay, that really is all it takes. So if you're ready to manage your mind better, even if time and patience are required and you're ready to manage your mind better, even if you have no idea how to do it just yet and you need lots more time and practice, and if you're ready to manage your mind better simply because you're willing to trust me to show you the way, definitely check out the Managing Your Mind Master Course. Now there's a second way that I can help you. So for those who love to dive into courses, that is there for you. But I can also help you on a deeper level by working with you one-on-one via my dreaming to doing coaching experience, which actually also includes the Managing Your Mind Master Course for free. So this is where I just quickly chat with you about my one-on-one private coaching program called the Dreaming to Doing Coaching Experience. Now, I know from experience that chasing your goals may feel really scary because it's going to require that you step outside your comfort zone. And it's so much easier to push through that fear with the unwavering support and accountability from a life coach. It's going to be me, your biggest cheerleader, an honest guide while you are on this journey of chasing your dreams in life. Now, some of you may be thinking, but I'm just an ordinary person. Why would I get a life coach? Who am I to want to do more and have more and invest in myself in this way? And this is where I share with you that anyone can have a life coach. You can, like I can help you and anyone, I think that actually everyone would benefit from having someone in their corner, someone that you can check in and speak with every single week to help you stay focused on your goals, to help you untangle all the mind drama that's going on inside your brain, to help you do more with your time and your life and with your family than you would be able to do on your own. So for me, life coaching is honestly one of the most powerful experiences that you will ever have the opportunity to embrace and when you take on a life coach you actually start to take your life and yourself more seriously and via a private life coaching series you're going to give birth to things that never would have been had you not been brave enough to take that risk to make your dreams a priority now people often don't realize that how just working on one area of their life like their health or their relationships or career or business positively impacts the way they show up in every single other area of your life. It's so amazing. For me, having a life coach is like waking up from a long sleep and feeling truly awake in this world. And when I change my thoughts, when you change your thoughts and you change the way that you spend your time and you start to see that amazing things are possible in your future, it completely changes the way that you show up with your loved ones, with your friends, with your family, and with the way that you treat yourself and this one precious life that we are so blessed to have. So if you're interested in working with me, in having me as your life coach, here's what you will experience throughout the Dreaming to Doing coaching experience. Together, we'll focus and identify the right mindset to help you successfully achieve all your goals in life, all of them. Unravel all the mind drama, discover what's holding you back, work out your why and find the courage to help you take risks. We're going to look at where you are now, where do you want to be and come back with a strategy and a game plan to get you results. We're going to get 
create your results. And you're going to be encouraged to step outside your comfort zone. You're going to be challenged to realize your potential and bring out your best. And it's going to alter the way that you think and feel and act and get you to appreciate your own power to make changes within. So I'm all about setting and working towards big stretchy goals that take you outside your comfort zone. But they're also achievable within the time frame that we work together, which is typically three months. We will have a 45-minute consultation where we work out these what these goals might be. And this session is going to give you the opportunity to look at where you are now, where do you want to be, and the ways to actually bridge the gap between the two, all with the support of someone who's totally committed to realizing and unlocking your potential, which is, of course, me. So nothing's too big or too small to work on with a life coach. I promise you. My ultimate goal as life coach is to help you pursue your dreams and live a fabulous life with more intention while also managing your mind well. And that being said, I also know full well that in order to talk the talk, I need to be willing to walk the walk, which is why I'm a product of my own product. Years ago, I paused my own full-time life coaching practice to chase my own dreams, which included publishing over 20 books, building two award-winning websites, starting my own podcast, and being able to work in my dream job. Like literally, I have the dream job working from the comfort of my own home, which is simply to write, teach, and inspire others to dream big too. And not just actually dream big, but to take action. You need to take action to make those goals happen and just begin to live life more intentionally each day whilst never at the sacrifice of spending time with my family and friends. So every morning I wake up with fresh resolve and a desire to make the best use of my time while also embracing my values, which the ones that I treasure the most in life are love and patience and compassion and commitment and courage and respect like all of them. And I'm here now to support you via the dreaming to doing coaching experience while still being a very normal human being with a family as a mom of two teens, one who has a degenerative neuromuscular condition that requires them to use a wheelchair. Even if I've never met you before, I already believe in you. I believe in your capacity to change. And when we work together, I will see in you what you might not even be able to see for yourself, which is your potential, your amazingness, your humanness, your capacity for change. So if you're open to this experience, if you are open to seeing how your life and your mind can and will dramatically change simply by taking on a life coach, please feel free to reach out to me and book a free consultation. It would be such an honor and a privilege to work with you. I'm going to include the link to my dreaming to doing coaching experience below. Also remember that you have the option of having me support you via all my courses that I've created for you, which you can purchase via inspiring-life.teachable.com. And you can always find me sharing my very best advice on this podcast, Dreaming My Friend. So once again, I just want to end this workshop by saying I'm here for you. I want you to think about now a really important question. What is it that you want from life? really want seriously deep down in your heart what is it that you dream of doing having and achieving and now another question is why do you want it so much and how would it change your life to achieve those goals and what is currently standing in your way this is what i'm interested in knowing as your future life coach hopefully the deeper stuff beneath the surface because once we find the goal behind your goal my job is simply to take you through this transformation what you need is support a structure for achieving self-awareness someone to tell you the truth and encourage you to keep on moving towards your dreams because your dreams really are so priceless we all know what will happen if you don't make changes in your life nothing will change right And what are the consequences of falling back on this default future? You miss out on what could have been. You miss out on creating a future that's different from the one that you have today. A future that will just happen if you have no coach or commitment to change. 
Now, some of you guys might think it's indulgent, like who am I to want to chase my dreams? But I always say, what's the alternative if you don't? So just know that I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. Thank you so much for being with me here on this workshop. I do hope that you've taken away so many golden nuggets, a million thanks. And as always, until next time, dream big, my friend, and know that I am here for you. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend.